Tim Zier is a first-year Thunderbolt in 2016. He began his professional career with the Philadelphia Phillies, where he spent a couple of seasons after graduating from San Diego State University. And today I am pleased to be joined in the press box by Mr. Tim Zier. Thanks for being here, Tim. Thanks for having me. How are you doing so far today and so far your time in Windy City? Have you been enjoying yourself? I have. I've definitely uh, settled down and got a lot, got very comfortable. It's a, it's a great place. It's, it's a great venue. Uh, people around here are real welcoming and it's been a lot of fun. All right. I'll start you with the question that I start most guys with when I interview them like this. Uh, baseball, obviously a big part of your life as you are playing professionally now, but when did you first get started in the game? Uh, I would say, to be honest, I uh, probably was throwing a ball around and and swinging a bat back when I could just learn how to walk. But uh, probably competitively, you know, t-ball, like most guys. Um, but I think I really fell in love with it and, and started to get serious about it when I uh, hit uh, the, the Little League years, definitely. But uh, it's definitely been a big part of my life, and it's something that I've done for a while now. How much did you dominate the Little League circuit in your neighborhood? <laughs> Those were uh, still one of the most fun times I could ever remember because, one, you have – I was blessed to have my whole family coaching me. I had my dad as my head coach. I had my two uncles as my other coaches. And, uh, and I was the only kid at the time throughout our family, so I was kind of the spoiled one. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, – Anybody with uh, a good amount of talent definitely has a lot of success at that level. So it was definitely fun to, to dominate that as, at such a young age and help me really fall in love with the game. So you come from a baseball family. What was your favorite team to root for when you were growing up? Uh, I'm born and raised from uh, the best city on earth. Sorry, sh Chicago people, but uh, San Diego. So uh, I've always been a Padres fan growing up. I would go to back when they were in Qualcomm, I would uh, – just go watch games with my family and stuff. So I've definitely been a Padres fan my whole life, I would say. It sounds like you're not gearing up to settle down into Chicago when the season ends and stay here, going back to San Diego. <laughs> I mean, it's always fun to to go back home. I'm, I always tell myself once I'm done playing this game, I'm, unless a big opportunity arises, I'm never going to leave San Diego. But uh, I'm obsessed with this lifestyle, and I love traveling and living in new areas, and I've I'm currently blessed to be living in Chicago because it is such a gorgeous place to be as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to go home, but I'm also enjoying my time here. And you get to be here during the summer, which makes a big difference. I'm sure winters in San Diego are much more pleasurable than they would be here. Very, very true. I mean, I got a little taste of it right when I got here in April, but I'm sure that was nothing compared to what it can get around here. But uh, it was definitely really cold that first uh, couple weeks I was here. And I was definitely out of my element, but yeah, San Diego's definitely uh, sunny and 70 all year round, so I'm I'm definitely spoiled with that. You grew up a Padres fan, you said. The Padres had a great season in 1998 when they went to the World Series. You were still pretty young at the time. Was that uh, a fond memory for you? That was a fond memory because I remember uh, just them being na National League champs and just ha having that banner and that pennant being around San Diego. It was it was a good feeling. Yes, I was very young, but it was just awesome for the city of San Diego because it has been such a long time that they've won anything, to be honest. But uh, I definitely remember that. And uh, unfortunately, I think we lost four straight to the Yankees. But still, ju just to be there and for the city, it was, it was pretty cool. 
Were you into any other sports growing up, or was baseball your main thing? Um, I, growing up, it was baseball and soccer. My mom wouldn't let me play football until I got to high school, which I praise her for that. Kept, kept me healthy and kept me quick on my feet. But I was Were you praising her for it at the time, too, or is that a recent development for you? No, at the time, but once I fell in love with football in high school, I was like, dang, I wish I would have played a little earlier. <laughs> but um, growing up playing baseball and soccer, I formed so many friendships and, and so many memories, so it was definitely a lot of fun. Baseball and soccer are pretty different sports just in terms of the pacing. Uh, the, the positions that you play in baseball, uh, you've been an infielder, so I, I'm curious if any work in soc soccer that you do helps out with footwork in any way or any of those skills transferable or are they completely different games oh most definitely like even now being 24 years old i wish i still had my young 17 18 19 year old legs back back when i would play soccer in high school and stuff because it definitely would keep me quicker on my feet and quicker side to side and uh soccer definitely kept me in better shape and and it helped me uh, tremendously also in football in high school because I, I played run, uh, running back in, in football. So soccer definitely uh, helped me with a lot of my quick, quickness and just helped me overall just to be in better shape for baseball too. Escondido High School, is that yep. correct? Okay, so you played uh, soccer, football, and baseball in high school. You were a three-sport star, but did you always – have it in your mind that you were a baseball player purely, that, that that's where your future lied up as opposed to the other sports? Growing up, yes. I, I, baseball has always been my first love, and I always thought I would go somewhere or, or go far at least in playing baseball. But um, come high school, I kind of fell less in love with soccer and fell more in love with football, and I had a lot of success with that. And then for a while there, I was thinking maybe I would go play football in college, uh, especially once uh, junior year rolled around in high school and, and all the offers started coming in. But I uh, I kind of sat and waited a little bit, and and my dad said, just wait till ju uh, junior summer. And then all my baseball offers came in, and that was kind of a sign that, you know, baseball has always been my true love, and I, ch I should probably stick with that, which I did, and I'm, and I'm very happy I did. Yeah, you definitely had some success in other sports, though. I've got your uh, college page pulled up on the San Diego State website right now. Reading about your high school career, you ran for 1,332 yards, 19 touchdowns as a junior, 869 yards, 12 touchdowns as a senior. And it says you were all avocado league in soccer. I don't know what that means. I assume it's a conference, but it just sounds great to be all avocado anything, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was our league at the time. I, uh, I was actually uh, I was a four-year varsity letterman in soccer i was a four-year varsity letterman in baseball and then i was three in football um but and i think i was all cif in football junior and senior may, maybe just junior year but i'm not sure but yet the high school times definitely was a lot of fun for me uh, so many people nowadays just try to focus on one sport but i i would recommend against that because just being an all-around athlete helps you in the future to like whichever road you do take and whichever sport you do choose to settle down and pursue in the long run. So, 
You talked about some of the baseball offers that came into you when you were in high school. You said that you grew up a Padres fan, and of course the coach at San Diego State was Tony Gwynn. Mm -hmm. Was he involved in the recruiting process at all? Did you get to talk to him when you were in high school and trying to make your college decision? Yeah, one, 100%. I had, uh, I had quite a few offers that came in, but growing up, I've Tony Gwynn's always been one of my favorite players growing up and watching, and uh, once I got the call from San Diego State um, saying that they want to sit down with me and talk to me about scholarship offers and stuff like that, just to have him sit across from me in that same room was just such a incredible life experience. I, like I can't even imagine the first time I met him and talked to him and, and shook his hand, and, and that definitely kind of was in the back of my head, like I definitely want to go here and play for, for this guy. And then, and then uh, another big thing that helped me choose San Diego State my uncle Freddie played football there, and I grew up watching him play football at San Diego State, and, and he would just tell me all the stories of how awesome it was to be an Aztec. So once I got freshman, sophomore year in high school, you know, I was working hard trying to get that call, and then once I did get that call and meet Tony Gwynn, it was kind of a easy decision for me at that point. Yeah, so it sounds like you... I don't know if, if you had your mind made up beforehand, but at least you were leaning in one direction even before the recruiting process started. But I'm sure there were other schools looking at you as well. What was yeah. that whole process like? Did you consider any other places? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. My uh, my dad was kind of like my, my mentor during that process. He told me to kind of sit back and enjoy it because it only happened once in your life, just all these schools kind of fighting for you. Because once you choose one, then you're, you know, you're taken, and then now you got to start all over and win a spot. But it was definitely fun to open letters up and read them and go visit places. Um, I went and visited Fresno State. I was pretty close to going there. Um, I got a call from UNLV. I got a call from uh, – I went and visited University of San Diego as well, the crosstown rivals of San Diego State. And uh, – you know, just having all those calls and just, you know, going to travel and, and visit these places, it, it was definitely a, an incredible experience just to go through the whole uh, recruiting process, and it's something I'll, I'll remember forever. Looking back on that now, and now a few years past your college career, you spent four years at San Diego State. Do you feel now like you had made the right decision? 100%. 100%. I, I would not take my time in, at San Diego State and my decision um, ever for granted. Like, it was... I had the most fun there, and it was far away enough for me from home. Like, I was th I was 30 minutes down south from where my family lives, so it's like I was far away enough so they couldn't come check on me all the time, but I was close enough to go home whenever. And then plus, th they almost came to every home game as well, so that was just awesome to have, like, such a family support throughout my whole career. But I definitely am happy that I chose to go there. We talked a little bit as well about Tony Gwynn, who was coaching at San Diego State. And, of course, uh, Tony Gwynn got sick while you were there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, uh, to your experience with him, how much was he involved with the ball club while you were there, and what kind of relationship did you develop with him? Um, my very first year is when he was diagnosed. So he was involved partially. But um, when he was going through all that, you know, as a freshman – I was just trying to talk to him as much as I could as like when he was there and stuff like that. But um, w once he got better, like during the season, my freshman year, um, is when I really clicked with him. I would, make it a, I would make it a priority for me to go sit down with him 
at least once a week after a three-game series and just watch film with him, just try to pick every bit of information out, out of that man's head. And and I did that throughout my whole entire career, and I, I couldn't ask for anything more from him. He was honestly just such a awesome mentor and taught me almost everything I could ever learn like about this game. So You ended up having a great career at San Diego State. You became their all-time hits leader, spending your whole four years of college there. Do you have any positive memories that stand out above others as uh, part of your college experience? That stand out? I would definitely uh, – my senior year was our best season when I was there. We uh, we had 42-plus wins. We we were the favorite. We won the tournament, went to a regional. But I would say the the best memory was my junior year when we were the underdogs. I think we were the third or fourth seed in the tournament. Barely had a 500 average. And we came in there and we just fought and, and battled and grinded and, and won that tournament. And that was the most uh, memorable one or, or memorable one because no one expected that out of us. And and just to make my first regional that year with the season that we had was just an incredible, incredible experience because it was just such a good group of guys and and no one expected that out of us. Just review some of your college stats here. You hit 322 over your four years, finished with 301 career hits, 341 batting average as a junior, 319 batting average as a senior. And after you finished up in college, you were drafted in the 21st round by the Phillies. That was two years ago. Tell us about that day, the day that you were drafted, and maybe the whole process leading up to the draft in terms of how you felt going in, if you felt that there were any teams that were interested in you, and what were your feelings when you did get the word that you were drafted by the Phillies? Um, first and foremost, I, I want to say the day I was drafted, probably one of the best memories in my entire life, maybe bar none, the, the best day in my entire life. I can't explain how how amazing of, of a feeling it was just to sit there and hear, and hear my name be called and have my dad just start crying and give me a hug. But um, besides that, I was kind of very bitter towards the draft because my junior year I did have the best season in my college career and I did get plenty of calls during that draft year and you know, it's a business, and it is what it is. They just kind of had me as a senior sign. But at that time, I was just, like, kind of bitter towards the draft. So I just, you know, went back my senior year, enjoyed that, and just knew that God had a plan for me. And then once the draft came, I tried not to watch it at all. But just knowing and just hearing my name be called once it actually did happen was the best feeling ever. I do want to go back to your junior year. Like you said, you had your best year of – your college career, 341 batting average, 411 on base percentage that, se that season. You stole 18 bases. You drove in 41 runs. So you had a, a really successful year. And a conventional wisdom in baseball tells you that the top talent gets drafted after their junior mm -hmm. year. But uh, for you, you went back to college. You had another great year. I'm sure you had a lot of fun going back to San Diego State. And you did end up the next year in affiliated ball as well. So from your perspective, did it kind of work out for the best that you ended up getting drafted the next year instead? 100% like for how saddened and and bitter I was towards not getting drafted my junior year you know I just sat down with my family and just realized that ultimately God had a plan for me and me coming back my senior year was my most fun uh, most fun year I had throughout the entire year 
or throughout my entire career in college because one we had our best season we had our best record um we won another conference championship i, I went back with all my friends and i was able to become the all-time hits leader so and get drafted on top of it so it's like it definitely worked out for for the best and i wouldn't have it any other way even though at, at the time i was a little uh bitter about it but now in the long run i'm i i wouldn't have it any other way and i'm just very appreciative that i had the opportunity to go back for my senior year so where were you at the time that you got the call that you had been drafted uh to be completely honest with you after it was kind of like the same thing my junior year, I got two or three calls in the top 10 rounds and then another call in like the 14th and saying that they would take me and they didn't. And I just left my house and I went to our church right down the road and I was literally just sitting on this grass field, not listening, not doing anything. And I sat there for like an hour just trying like just to get away, like, like just to be by myself. And then checked my phone and I had like 80 messages saying congrats this and that Phillies 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 and I freaking drove home as fast as I could to see my dad and it was just like wow it finally happened so so you grew up a Padres fan but I imagine then you became a Phillies fan pretty quickly mm -hmm. you ended up going all the way across the country starting out in the Gulf Coast League when did you start compared to when you got drafted how was that transition for you going from college athlete to suddenly starting right away in the pros it was definitely a tough transition because uh it's almost similar going from high school to college you you got to start all over you got to start all over make a name for yourself grind try to win playing time and just uh mainly for me just adapting to the whole minor league pro professional lifestyle was probably the hardest thing like I played summer ball like I've been prepared, but nothing prepares you for for the minor league lifestyle. But uh, it definitely was a lot of fun. I I hopped right in and I had a good season my first professional year. So I feel like I uh, transitioned pretty well. Yeah, you did put up some good numbers your first year, and then you moved up to low A where you started last mm -hmm. year. You got off to a good start last year as well before getting derailed by an injury. Mm -hmm. Had you ever been seriously injured before? That was the First injury, I would say, my entire life to ever miss any games in any sport. My entire life. And it unfortunately happened in my second year in professional ball. But like I said, everything happens for a reason. And uh, and now I'm, now I'm where I'm at and I'm enjoying every bit of it. So, I imagine last year, though, was, was fairly difficult for you trying to rehab from that injury. What was the process like for you? Were you able to adapt to it quickly or did it take some time to process the fact that you were going to be out for a significant amount of time the first uh the first month was definitely i would say the hardest on with physical pain like it was very painful uh during rehab trying to get my range of motion back and strength back and stuff like that but mentally it became harder and harder once like as the months would go on because you know, I've never just sat there and not been a part of a team or, or, or been a part of a competitive atmosphere. So, but I definitely uh, locked in and I definitely got got my work done and worked hard. I worked my tail off and I got, I got healthy and cleared two months before 
they they projected me too and and I made it a point that I would uh get as healthy as I could so I can play as soon as I could so so you came back from your injury did you rejoin the Phillies for spring training I this year I came back from my injury and I was ready to go in spring training and I was playing well and I was playing re really well actually I was hitting well I was uh, playing good defense I was doing everything and then Unfortunately, while I was going through rehab, they uh, they signed quite a bit of guys for a lot more money than they signed me. And they, just kind of how anything goes, it's just it's how the business goes. They uh, they released me halfway through spring training, and it was kind of a shocker, but almost kind of a a relief as well because f for so long, except for my first year, I've been outplaying a lot of people, and I felt like I wasn't getting um, the like the time or or the uh, innings that I deserve, but at the same time, being released was a blessing in disguise because I was healthy and I was ready to go play anywhere and I was blessed to get signed to here and I'm having almost as fun as I had in college. Like, it's an amazing atmosphere, it's a great group of guys and I just enjoy being able to get up and compete every day, so. How soon after your release from the Phillies did you first hear from Ron Biga? I would say probably probably two weeks. Um, I didn't know how the independent professional uh, baseball leagues worked at the time, but um, everything happened for a reason because usually you have to make a lot of, like I heard you, you kind of have to project yourself and make some calls and try to find any team that could sign you or any team that needs like your certain uh, skill set or, or position like that. I didn't know that, so I kind of just went home, enjoyed myself, and I didn't make any calls. And But, but luckily for me, um, I was told at the exact right time that, hey, you, you need to start making some calls. And then I, I had a connection who, um, who knew Will Flint, our, our pitching coach, and, and called him. And then Ron called me the day after and said, if you would have called me last week, I would have said that there's not a spot for you. So it's amazing how that worked out, like me not even knowing that, you know, I should be making some calls to try to find some teams. But then he called me and said, hey, there's a spot open. Are you ready to play? And I'm like, yes, I'm ready to play. Let's go. Yeah, that's amazing. Timing really is everything. If you if you had been making those calls, you probably wouldn't have, have ended up here. could have signed with a different team. Yeah, well, I, I hope that you're happy that you didn't then. Very. I'm very happy. and And that's just a perfect example of how... God's timing and God's plan, plan is everything because just one day earlier I could have found a different team somewhere and I you know could very well be there and not enjoy it as much as, as I enjoy it here and I'm very blessed and very happy of where I, I ended up for sure. You mentioned having the connection with the pitching coach Will Flint who's a San Diego native as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about how being here kind of reminds you a little bit of being in college and I'm sure uh, at least a small part of that is it seems like almost half the team is from out west somewhere. A lot of guys from California. So uh, you kind of have that, that base of, of familiarity with certain people, even if you don't know the guys here. 100%, yeah. There's, uh, I checked the roster right, r right when I signed, and the first name that came out to me, honestly, was Corey Bass. I played with him with the Phillies organization for two years, and and we were – decently close we we hung out a few times but it's like i gave him a call and it's and he was like all right let's go strap it up so that was my first familiar face and then now being here and, and talking to a lot of guys 
Um, I always tell anyone who who isn't a part of the baseball world that the baseball world is the smallest world out there compared to any sport because someone somewhere you've always played with or, ha or, or have a similar connection to and uh, and it's just like any baseball team I, I've been on um, you, you just connect with the guys and, and just enjoy yourself and just make more, more memories to come. It's amazing that uh, it seems like the team goes through cycles in terms of bringing in people from different organizations, and I'm sure part of that has something to do with the connections that you have with a person in an organization. But I know a couple of years ago, it seemed like half of the Thunderbolts team at some point played for the San Diego Padres system. And right now, there are several players from the Phillies organization, several players from the Tampa Bay Rays organization on this team as well. So it seems like a lot of guys uh, knew each other coming in, and certainly they've gotten to know each other better while they're here. And, and one thing I've gotten from talking to a lot of players on this team is that it's a great clubhouse. Have you gotten that sense as well? Oh, mo most definitely. I, like, I knew right away that that first week in spring training, um, you kind of just get that vibe, like, you know, how's the vibe going to be in this clubhouse? Like, is it going to be an easy an easygoing vibe or is it going to be kind of a tense vibe but but right away a lot of the guys kind of clicked and I was like this, this definitely could be something great and and it's going to be a lot of fun this season. You talked about uh, after you had been released by the Phillies you kind of just sat around for two weeks at that point did you have any any thoughts about maybe what comes after baseball or were you focused on getting back into the game at some point getting ready for this summer? Um, I always have a backup plan ever since I signed, but not not one thought came through my head that I was done playing because I've been in the professional level and I've been mentored by one of the greatest hitters of all time and and in my heart and in my head I believe I can I can hit with the best of them and and I did and and professional ball and things just didn't work out for me as in uh like playing time and just signing bonus and stuff like that. But not once did I think that I was uh, done playing, and I'm not going to be done playing f for a while there. Honestly, I think I'm going to keep it rolling until and my dad always tells me, you'll, you'll know when it's time. But as far as I see it, as long as I'm young, healthy, and, and can keep playing this game, why not? Because the real world's nothing and not even close to as much fun as it is to come out here and play every day. Yeah, I'm certainly not trying to push you out of the game or anything, <laughs> but uh, it also sounds like you've got a pretty good base of knowledge from talking to people in the family, and you talked about your relationship with your coaches in college, and uh, it sounds like at some point in your future you may have some coaching aspirations. Oh, yeah, I've definitely thought about that as well. I mean, just sitting around with Coach Gwynn and just grat grasping every bit of knowledge from that man I, I I feel like I can take that and take my experience as well to a coaching standpoint and to a coaching level and um, once I'm done playing th this game I definitely feel like uh, there, there's a big possibility if the opportunity arises that I could coach as well but we'll see I'm not trying to think about that right now no no again I'm not, no, not, trying, to, not trying to push you out of the game uh, you did qualify or you were voted into the all-star game this year the 2016 frontier league all-star game that had to have been a nice honor for you as well very nice honor i've uh only all-star team i've made my entire career honestly was uh back in little league like my first year in professional i was named the uh 
minor league organizational all-star for second base and but that's not like a an, like an all-star team or or an all-star game so so seeing my name uh, on that all-star team this year was definitely just a like a very good feeling and and just to experience an all-star game will also be just memory that I will uh, cherish always all right Tim I'll let you go in a few minutes just want to get a few questions about uh, you personally. We'll step away from the game of baseball for right. just a couple of minutes. Well, let's talk about uh, your favorite forms of entertainment. What, do you, what kind of movies do you like to watch? Ooh, I'm a big, big movie guy, but I would say uh, I'm not biased to anything. I, I honestly like all movies. I like uh, f from action to comedy. I like, you know, even a couple uh, love flicks thrown in there. Like, I'll watch anything, honestly, but like a couple that stand out, I'll just say like a couple actors that stand out because I can't just name one movie. Will Ferrell is one is one of my favorite comedy uh, actors. Uh, Jim Carrey, I like Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I love his movies. I love uh, let's see who else is out there. Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Gosling, Ben Affleck. Like I'll watch any any and every one of their movies, but I'm a I definitely enjoy watching movies. So you like all kinds of movies. If I were to say put on like a 1950s musical on the bus one day, you wouldn't complain about that? All right, that's pushing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody's got to yeah. draw the line somewhere, right? <laughs> True. I say I'm a huge movie guy, but I'd say I'm a big movie guy from hot, like upper 90s to now. Pretty much your lifetime. L like the present, yeah. yeah. movies you can remember coming up. Um, how about music? If you're getting ready for a game, what kinds of things do you like to listen to? Um, I'm a big hip-hop guy. I love hip-hop and rap, and, but also being from, from California, I'm a big uh, reggae as well. I love Iration and, and Revolution, but uh, I'd say before a game, I, I definitely put on some, some hip-hop, some, uh, some Kevin Gates, some Fetty Wap, something like that. All right, I'll, I'll ask you one more question, and I'll let you answer it however you like, but uh, your favorite off-day activity, and you can go either way mm. with this, either your favorite off-day activity in terms of any time you've ever played or maybe something specific to uh, the Chicago area. I would say back in pro ball in Florida, my, my favorite off-day activity would be probably grabbing a couple beers and going to the beach and just hanging out. I love the beach, you know, being born and raised in San Diego. But here I would say um, just going downtown to the city, it, it, it's such a amazing nightlife in, in Chicago, much different than San Diego, so I've definitely enjoyed that as well. So that's definitely been a lot of fun. Well, Tim Zier, I've had a pleasure talking to you for the last half hour. Thank you so much for stopping by and speaking with me, and I wish you the best of luck both personally and with the team the rest of the 2016 season. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.